I invite you as we prepare to hear scripture this morning to join me in our prayer of illumination by the power of the Holy Spirit and in one voice, let us pray. God of starlight, every part of us is trying to seek you. Our bodies that carried us into this space, our heads bowed in prayer, our hearts that keep whispering, there is more than just this. We are seeking you like a dog looking for its owner who will search the whole house, under beds, behind doors, in every corner of every room until their person is found. We are turning over every rock and leaf looking for fingerprints that belong to you. So meet us halfway, find us in the maze, quiet the rest of the world, open the door to us with rich laughter and say, come on in, we know you're near, so know that it's you we seek. Find us in these words, gratefully we pray, amen. Our scripture reading comes from the gospel according to Matthew. I'll be reading this in two parts. I'll be reading from the second chapter, starting with verses 1 through 12. You're welcome to follow along with the Pew Bibles. The page is marked in your bulletin. You can follow along on the screen. Just know that I am reading the New Revised Standard Version translation. In the time of King Herod... After Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah." For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed in joy on entering the house. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. So we hear the story of the Magi, and as Miss Kathy said, sometimes we know them as the wise men, the wise people, uh, the wise women. And here's the thing. We have heard this story so often, we automatically assume that there were how many wise men? 
three. Does it ever say that, how many there are? No. We assume three because they present Jesus with how many gifts? Three. And they are gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So we often put our own details into the story to round it out. And, and we also think that the wise men appear to Jesus how quickly after his birth? Immediately, sec, same night, right? Kind of like the shepherds did, right? Where they got the news from the angels and they showed up. Here's the reality. It took them a very long time to find Jesus. Because you have to remember where they started their journey, which would have been in um, the land near Syria, Syria. And they were traveling. They were from the east. They were way far away from where Jesus was. And they had to make that journey. So it was something that they had to be fully committed to and persistent. Yes? What did they use to guide them to find Jesus? A star. Now we have to understand that the Magi would have been star watchers. They would have been stargazing and they would have experienced this phenomenon in the night sky that would have been very unlike everything else. And they were trying to figure out what's the meaning to this. But they knew from the prophetic word that it would be the sign that would lead them to the Messiah. And so they set out on this journey, which leads them to where King Herod is. How did King Herod receive the news of them wanting to find the king of the Jews? He was what? He was terrified because King Herod was the king of the land under Roman rule. And here was this message of where's the king of the Jews that could usurp his power. But he says, go and find the baby. And when you do, come back and tell me where the, the child is so that I could also pay homage. But thank goodness for divine intervention that tells the Magi, don't go back. When you find Jesus, don't go back and share that news. A word of protection for the young child, Jesus. So they follow this star just as our children followed the star trying to find Jesus. And we know that it took a long time because when Herod, and we're going to read it in a little bit, King Herod sends out a word Because he wanted to basically get rid of any possible threat to his leadership. We know this. Now, the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, the gold would have been of great value, right? It would have been a sign of wealth. But the frankincense and myrrh, if we understand them, were actually the same... um, Um, I know herb's not the right word, but substance, I think, might be a better one, that would be used for embalming at the end of life. So there's significance to their gift that the Magi give, which be the same things that are going to be used on Jesus' body at the end of his life in terms of preparing for the resurrection. So here we catch a glimpse of, at the beginning of his life, a foretelling of what is going to happen. 
at the end of Jesus' life. But the most significant piece in this is the fact that these magi had come such a long distance from the east and they knelt down to a child. It's the first acknowledgement of Gentiles, anybody outside of the Jewish realm, that there was something about this child that was going to forever change the trajectory of God's creation. That they bow down to Jesus. They didn't give up the search. They kept walking. They finally found Jesus, offered Jesus their gifts. And then I'm sure they left in order to tell and share the good news of what they had found. Now, after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. And remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night and went to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated and he sent and murdered all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under. According to the time that he had learned from the wise men, then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard and Ramah wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. Now when Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God for it. So Joseph also is the recipient of divine intervention. We know that he was greeted by an angel in a dream to take Mary as his wife. And then he gets a message from God that they are not safe and that they are to flee the land. Now, where was Jesus born? In the town of Bethlehem. Bethlehem means bread or basket of bread which for us is pretty significant because we are getting ready to come to the table to receive the gift of bread and Holy Communion. But Joseph takes Jesus and his mother and they flee to Egypt and they are there for a very long time. Sweet Ben, he's going to be our baby next week. I want to scoop him up, Jane, and like hold on to him and, and love him. And um, so they're there for a very long time. So they're exiles. They can't even be in their homeland. In the place where they would have worshipped their God amongst their family. 
that they were waiting for the word to come when they could return home. And eventually that message comes again through a dream, divine intervention to go back to the place, Nazareth, Galilee, places that are very familiar in the life and ministry of Jesus once he becomes much, much older. Friends, whether it was the Magi who were seeking Jesus for good purpose or King Herod who was seeking Jesus for not so good purpose, in both instances, there was the seeking out, a looking for Jesus. As we sit here on Epiphany Sunday, I wonder, do we continue to seek out Jesus? Do we read scripture in order to hear how the word comes to life for us by the power of the Holy Spirit? Do we look at one another in each other's eyes and see Jesus? Do we look at our actions and say, does this reflect the light of Jesus in the world? This is our challenge today. And we don't always get it right. That sometimes our path may meander and wander. And thank goodness for the gift of God's grace that helps redirect and bring us back into the fold. But the work of God is just not to seek us and to uplift us. It is also to empower us to go out into the world, to leave our places of comfort like the Magi, to go to a foreign place, to pay homage, to recognize the divine image in the people that they meet, in the people that we meet. We are in this new beginning of the year called to to seek Jesus in the ways that are most meaningful to us. In the reading of scripture, in our prayers, in our acts of mercy, meaning serving one another, serving the community, serving the world. And thank goodness we don't do this seeking by ourselves. We have each other to help along that path. More importantly, we have the gift of God's grace that empowers us to continue to seek out Jesus. And the greatest place for us to receive that gift to find Jesus is right here. May we seek Jesus together today and always. And may we do it boldly and confidently in the power to the glory of God now and forever. And all God's people said, Amen.